welcome to another episode of the Hawk Road Podcast, baby. It's your boy, Shaka Bob, and we got Jefferson on the line, as always. And we got a special guest, returning guest today, Andoweni. Hi, guys. Hi again. I'm excited for this. <laughs> Dude, so me we, too. We had Andoweni back on in 2021. Crazy. And that was when she was super involved on the topic of fill in the blank menstrual health menstrual health exactly and so now what we wanted to do is talk about you know continue the conversation around that but also just figure out how far andoweni's come from that last episode a little spoiler and i'll let you i'll let you do the whole spiel andoweni but she has a book out she she's written and has a book available for purchase on this topic. That's crazy. <laughs> Dude, an ebook. Yeah. So available yeah. to the internet. The internet. <laughs> so no excuses. For real. You tell them both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it's crazy. stoked to have you back. It's like it, it's so exciting to see like how much you've done. And and once once we found out that you actually had the book out, we were like, yo, no way. We we gotta have her back on. So Thanks yeah. for coming. I appreciate that. I know we were just talking earlier how it was almost pretty much two years ago and I'm still in complete shock. But it's really cool to like think back at it and like have it be like a reflection point. And um, you know, it's just crazy how much things have have evolved, honestly. So yeah. Definitely. So the book is out. And um, it's in both Spanish and English. And um, it's an ebook. You can download it. Um, and it basically talks about like my goal with that book was while I was making my own journey and trying to understand like what menstrual health was. And like, I kind of just took down all the topics that like, we didn't really get taught. Like we got taught like a very basic introduction, but that was when we were like eight years old. And obviously it's like weird, uncomfortable. And you forget all of that information by the time you're actually conscious enough to like realize like, oh shit, like I'm having my period. And like, what is this phenomenon that I'm going to be living with for like 35 years of my life? Um, so I kind of just like broke it down and I just wanted to put everything there that I wish I'd known when I was 15 years old and kind of like also general, um, I don't know, like government laws, policies, a little bit of history too, because it's super interesting to see like what cultures were thinking of like menstrual uh, periods before, like, and how periods became a taboo, like in today's day and age and like why it became a taboo. So that's why it's called the taboo that gave us life. Book. So that's crazy. yeah. That's, yeah. Crazy. that's super awesome. Cause it is, it is still taboo in some cultures, right? Like, yeah, you no, know, I know there are some cultures where when the woman is on her period, like she sleeps in a separate room or right and that goes back like way far to even our ancestors because I went to and not trying to jump too much into things right now but like I went to Mexico last year I went to Tulum and we were checking out some of the old pyramids that were there and they showed us like a specific like area like a hut almost and there and then on the tablet it said like this is where women would come when they're on their period they would sleep here for a week really like probably like at a mile but like a, like 0.5 miles away from like the village you know and it's yeah. like yeah. it's crazy it's crazy to just see how people's mindsets were about this back in the day so yeah I totally agree I think um there's definitely a lot to learn 
from history. And so, yeah, definitely excited yeah. to check out the book. Yeah, yeah. I read. Sorry. Sorry, finish that thought, Anda. No, that I read somewhere that one of the reasons, I don't know if it was particularly also in Tulum, but one of the reasons why women were sent away was to like have like visions of like the future of like tribes and stuff like that. Because supposedly it's like when women were like super in touch with like spirit or whatever it is that you believe in. And so they had to be in like a secluded area to focus on connecting with the divine while they were menstruating. It's crazy the OG sensory deprivation tank. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's crazy. Um, yeah, that, I guess first off, yeah, thanks again for like joining us again on the pod. It's always like a great time catching up with you. Like like before we recorded, um, we kind of touched upon, like we haven't caught up in like some time, so um, excited to record it. But <laughs> uh, yeah, congrats on finishing the book because I know this is something you've like mentioned to me like, um the last few years even and so to see it like out was like really cool because I was like wow like I kind of got a little glimpse into you like talking about how this was like a really big part of what you were working on and yeah. um, seeing it come to like a point where you're able to like release it is awesome um sure. the the one question I did have though when you were like giving that quick like synopsis on it is is this book written for like the coming of age for like women or is it more for any stage that you're in and if you're trying to like figure out who you are when it comes to this like part of your life yeah mm, I've been debating on that honestly because when I first announced it on TikTok uh, I was getting a lot of moms ironically that would like want to get it for their daughters um but I when I was writing it I was ideally putting it in like a like a 16 years old and up but honestly, realistically, like, I don't know if the average teenager is even interested in reading something like this, you know, mm -hmm. so um, I kind of shifted to maybe like, I mean, the book is the same, the language is like very, I try to make it like very direct and try to make it like digestible. So you don't get bored. Of course, there is a few sections where I had to get a little bit more scientific to explain like, you know, what's going on in the body. And I tried my best to like simplify the language because when I was going through all the research and the articles, like it was so hard to understand and like mm. digest it and try to like bring it out in a, in a just an easy, e more easy and comprehensible way. Um, so so I, I talk in the book how like I mainly wanted it to be like a, like a coffee chat or like a bar chat, you know, between me and the reader. Um, obviously language changes because you have to get a little bit more political, scientific, whatever. But I think now, like, I think the ideal reader would be someone between like 20 to like 28 or like a, a mom that wants to introduce, you know, periods to their daughters, um, but doesn't know how, or maybe they could learn together and like read the book together and, you know, how to introduce period health at like an earlier age than better than when you're like 25, which is like the average women that starts learning about all these hormone imbalances and stuff like that, which just is never, it's just never great to learn about things so late, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, that was pretty yeah, much. It, it like, it like goes back to when people say like, damn, I wish I knew that when I was 20. Yeah, seriously. And I like, think, I, I'm going to be honest. I think you're selling yourself a little short here because I do think that like, there is a ton of people who can benefit from this, right? Like I even think that men can benefit from this. Like, why is it, I, I still feel like that's a piece of taboo as well, right? Like, why is it that 
like men can have this conversation with their daughters. It's always right. like, it's always like, oh, you just go talk to your mom about that, you know? Mm-hmm. But in reality, like if I had a daughter, I would love to be as knowledgeable about certain things as possible to like be a part of every stage of their life. Like why is that, why is it that like when it comes to 13 and now they're getting into that time of their life, I have to basically just take a step back and let, you know, the woman handle it all. Like, no, as a father, like I want to be involved throughout it all as well, you know? So I do think there's a ton of, a ton of value because there's even some single dads out there with daughters and a wife, no mom, you know? And like, yeah, they, I I think that they can benefit from that too. So. Yeah. Yeah. In the, in the, like the future, I have like a, a goal to introduce like a, I don't know if it's going to be a book. I don't know if it's going to be workshops. I don't know what it looks like yet, but I know that I want to get the opportunity to like fuse how learning about menstrual health could help like relationships, like intimate relationships too, like, and how to teach both like genders, like in a neutral way and not only like help women understand what's going on in their body and help them learn how to communicate it to their partner so then their partner understands what's going on and maybe that could just create like a better bond or I don't know like just better just take the communication to like another level because periods are not going to go away for a long time and then you got menopause so it's just like hormones are never gonna go away and for a lot of women it gets in the way of their quality of life and obviously your partner gets affected too so I think it's a really important topic as well I already see the series of books coming under (laughs) my website (laughs) the whole saga yeah like a workbook (laughs) trilogy (laughs) twilight saga I'm just kidding (laughs) that's actually it's funny you kind of touched upon like a point I was going to bring up later but I know this is like a, a passion of yours and um, I guess, are you writing it because of your experiences or are you just writing it because, uh, or the reason I asked this question is because I thought about menopause when I was like preparing for the call. I was like, oh yeah, that's like a huge, like, like another portion of like a woman's life or people like who have deal with menstru- menstruation. So yeah. um. Do you ever see yourself addressing that topic with with your research or is it more of a like, we'll see what happens? I would like to, um, but I feel like right now, like I'm, I'm still learning so much about periods in general. Like, I feel like it's never ending. Like every day I learn something I'm like, fuck, like, when is this going to stop? You know, I mean, I know more than I did a year and a half ago, two years ago. I still don't nearly know, like a lot um so uh that's some I've thought about like tackling that topic like menopause with my mom and you know she's going through it right now I'm seeing how it's affecting her and how a lot of women like her age like don't talk about it like they kind of just like isolate themselves and and it's just become like it gets harder so I'm, I'm thinking about doing that it's definitely something like I would like to tackle in the future or you know, but I still, I would say in terms of menopause, like I'm kind of blind. Like I only know like the most basic things and, but not enough to, to communicate it and like teach it the way I do more about periods. So ideally, yes. You know. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's funny because I feel like with menopause, um, the only like frame of reference I have is 
Kitty from that 70s show. Um, There's like a whole season where she's going through menopause and she's just like portrayed as this like irrational person who's just on edge all the time and people are just have to walk on eggshells around her. Um, and that's the only like sense of understanding. Of course, that show came out like early 2000s. Um, but yeah, it's, Rob knows it's what I'm talking crazy, about. Right? Yeah. yeah definitely it's just, like, um, it's just like the stereotypical piece you know and that's why even when you're talking about like more near-term stuff like how this affects relationships it, it is super mm-hmm. because i think one excuse that i always try to stay away from or i just think is super lame is when, is when dudes would be like oh it's that time of the month huh like that's why you're acting up type shit like whenever i hear that honestly that's like it's so annoying because it's just very it's just an immature mindset you know and I feel like what you're you're talking about and what you're trying to bring to the table, it's definitely progressive, but I think it's important, you know, like if you claim to be a real partner or like supportive of your significant other, like you need to learn these things because you need to be able to get into their mind and like understand what they're going through. So you, you just have a full picture of it, you know, and yeah. then you're like, okay, this makes sense based on what I've read, you know, like I just, I just, yeah, I just think it's, I think it's a great topic. I think it's super important. And I think that uh, everybody needs to, to get on board. Yeah. Yeah. My, my boyfriend has, we've talked about this before too. And like, he says that the amount that he's learned and then that since he's learning from me, he's now observing these things. Cause I go through it too. Like right before my period, I get like negative and like, he can instantly like, kind of like now see the pattern and then he'll be like hey are you gonna get your period soon and then it kind of grounds me a little bit and I'm like oh shit like I am like it's so it's not I'm not really mad about anything like real you know what I mean I'm just like on edge precisely unfortunately stereotypes like can be true um but it's just nice to have someone that like he's not like blaming me for it but he's rather like helping me like snap out of it and realize like oh okay yeah I'm about to take my period so it's not like random you know just like patterns to track yeah Yeah, and like yeah it's more of just understanding right like you have to understand people in order to connect and like effectively communicate and um yeah yeah I think I think that's what I'm taking away from this like if I were a person like that Rob described earlier like a father um and my daughter's going through this time um yeah I would definitely try to read this just to understand you know, because like, I, obviously, I haven't experienced it, and I won't experience it. So the most I can do is just try to understand and then yeah. see how I fit in and can like benefit. Um, so we ask. <laughs> yeah. And that kind of leads to my next question. Like, obviously, obviously, everybody's different. and Everyone's body's different. But like, I guess what's like one of your big takeaways in your book that like, yeah. so funny you ask, because I did have on the book, like the last page of like main takeaways. Mm-hmm. I don't honestly, probably bad that I don't have them at the top of my head but the main one it's like if you're gonna take one thing away is that everything is interconnected when it comes to your health that is lifestyle and your food and your emotional and mental health like that's the main thing I would love people to understand and especially when it comes to like food and and diet and lifestyle because like I, I talk about this on my TikTok all the time but I say like I wish I can say it's an easy fix and that if you do this you're gonna see something results tomorrow but unfortunately it is not the case like bettering your menstrual health is literally a lifestyle and it takes discipline and it takes um consistency and 
you're only going to see the first few results in the first two months to three months. Um, so that's like the main thing. And diet, like I wish, I think in the US we have such a shitty, or we have a lack of food education in general. And people do not really understand like how vital food is in your life, especially as a female. Um, so I just- most processed foods. Yeah, or like just even- like I always talk about alcohol too and like coffee how many women drink coffee every day I was one of them I was drinking one or two cups a day and until I find out I found out that it's honestly really bad for me so I laid off I take I drink matcha I drink tea now so it's small shifts like that that people don't even know that they're unconsciously hurting their bodies (laughs) well for females it depends it depends it depends for females you know, like if you have a hormonal imbalance, yeah. Oh, like it, it can it can trigger some things like that. It's a huge that trigger. Makes that makes sense because think about like even when you're when you're let's say like if you had a night drinking and then the next day you pound coffee, like got oh like, my god, you know, like that can make you feel worse. That can make you like your anxiety, you know, go through the yeah. roof. Kind of. I, I've had that experience before. Where, I was like hungover and I was like, all right, let me try to get better. And then I drank some coffee. I've never felt more sick in my life. So uh, I, I think there are certain scenarios where it can not be great for you. So, especially on an empty stomach. Okay. But go, going back to like Daniel's point. So when it comes to like, what are, what are like some do's and don'ts of like, meant like menstrual health because mm. you know i remember hearing how you know when women take birth control it can like alter their uh, cycle and then there's like there's like other things that kind of affect it as well and then things like you know like tampons versus pads oh, right what are like the the do's and don'ts of yeah menstrual health that's a long answer. You, you can hit me with like the bullet, the bullet. The bullets. Okay, top three. I would do top three. Top three. Top um, also, also, one. also, yeah. um, uh, I guess like in your book, do you, I really quick before you jump into it, do you talk about that as well? About everything I just said? Um, Rob's question. Like, do you address that topic or is it more of um, like... Uh, or is it more of like the, the other stance where you're talking about like the actual like science and like bar talk about it? It's like a little bit of both because I do talk about like birth control. Um, and I do talk about how like it's not so much that you should never go on birth control because blah, blah, blah. It's more mm-hmm. about if you're going to go on it, you know, okay, this is one of the bullet points when it comes to birth control. Like uh, if you're going to go on birth control, like make sure you know how to point out your side effects because you're going to get side effects, but there are side effects that can lead to very ba- bad health conditions, like a stroke, like a blood clot, or there's side effects that, you know, you can deal with and it might be normal. And when it comes to birth control, learn how to eat while being on birth control, because birth control depletes a lot of nutrients in the body that we never get told about. So you could be feeling like you could be lacking vitamin D, I don't know, and you're on birth control for three years. And you don't even know this. So it's like, know how to eat on birth control and know which side effects are not good and when you should go to the doctor. Um, so that's like my take on birth control and like go on it if you want to, like, or that's your own personal choice. 
Um, but know that if you're going to get on birth control because of a hormonal imbalance, like every doctor always tells you that, try to ask for a second opinion, you know, like, and if birth control is still your choice, then there it is. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, like you're not necessarily telling people to do one thing over another. You're just yeah. promoting being mindful of what you're doing. I think people exactly. go into things blindly or just because you're told to do this or because of stigmas or stereotypes, whatever. And they just think like, this is the norm when in reality, like it can be very different. So that, yeah. that, that's, that's one thing that I think people should keep in mind whenever you take any advice or anything, any lifestyle changes, any, anything, like just be mindful of what you're getting into because there's yeah. like more to it than maybe what you think. Right. Yeah. That's exactly. Also, I talked about that in my TikTok too, where I'm like, I'm not a doctor. I'm just someone who has gone through a menstrual health journey. I'm still on it. And I'm just sharing like what I have learned personally. And I want to give you the tools to make your own decision, you know, like, like at least to make a conscious choice. And if you're going to continue living the lifestyle that you want to live, at least, you know, that what, what is happening in your body if you're doing that, you know, um, the second thing when it comes to the do's and don'ts, um, second out of three was like the products that people use just like make sure that um it's just hard because good products are more expensive than the shitty toxic products so sorry you pay for what you get yeah and it just sucks because like i know realistically like a lot of people can't afford it so i'm like when I promote a certain brand, like I do get a few comments saying like, oh, well, it's expensive. And I'm like, you know, I, like I just, it's a hard topic, I would say, but just try to stick to less toxic as possible. And if you just want to save money, just buy a cup or a reusable pad. Like, you know, let's go back to old times and not be like wasting so much, you know, like you don't have to be using disposable things all the time. There's so many options now. Um, and then lastly, of the do is um try to you know connect with yourself like introspectively um when it comes to your period um because you know periods affect us much more than we think when it comes to our productivity when it comes to our cognitive health when it comes to creativity as well so if there are some days where and i mean i feel that too where i'm not feeling sharp or i just I'm not feeling even motivated. Like I know that it's because I'm about to get my period or I'm on my period. So I'm not like um, making myself feel guilty because I'm not as productive as I am going to be in like a week and a half. And I can definitely tell the difference and I'll be like spitting out ideas and I'm like super like hyper aware and hyperactive. And I'm like, cool, I know I'm going to get the shit done when I get there, you know? So I think that's the main thing. Like don't make, don't feel guilty and don't be hard on yourself if you're not, um, you know, performing as you were a week ago. Yeah. So like know yourself and make well-informed decisions. Yes. <laughs> that, yeah, dude. Um, That's like so true. Like I, I definitely like everything you're saying, like I'm like, I'm obviously applying it to like my life or I'm like reviewing my game tape of life. And <laughs> it's so true. Like just like no getting... tampons, no more tampons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah like uh you're talking about right now like how everything's interconnected and stuff and like the advantage of being like young is that your body bounces back from stuff like this but the 
like the disadvantage is like you build these habits you know mm. and it's like so tough to break them um so I can only imagine doing something like that where you're you where you are in a situation where you have to buy like the products that are a little more affordable and then you blink and two two five six years go by and you're like wow I'm still using this like product yeah. even though I may be like in a better financial situation right but um oh one other thing I wanted to add or what's up bro oh no I was gonna say something super quick don't don't forget your point but when it comes to uh when it comes to that alone of like oh and this is where I feel bad because there are certain things that I know like are are probably better but I choose to stick with the other option because I trust it more maybe right so my, my example that I'm about to bring up is toothpaste Right. So I'll get like that Colgate, like extra white, you know, whatever. When in reality, I know that there are like other organic toothpastes that you can buy that are probably better, healthier. But for me, I'm just like, I want those chemicals to like make my teeth <laughs> clean and like make my, my breath good. You know what I mean? Uh, so that's kind of that's like the balance as well too you know it's like <laughs> yeah yeah i get that not all chemical are bad so you know rob so likes this... his toothpaste tested on animals yeah <laughs> <laughs> you monster <laughs> i know i have to start going in there is this toothpaste vegan <laughs> oh man <laughs> um but ando you're saying not all chemicals are um like the um you said they're not all bad they're not all bad yeah like I feel like chemical recently has gotten such a negative connotation but we have to be realistic and I mean there's chemicals in today's modern world that are helping us I don't know advance and stuff like that um so it's just it's just it's just you just gotta be informed man and and, and that's also something else in the book I put chemicals that are bad for you like a little chart the most common ones that are most found in products so that's also that's... a resource in there. Um, yeah, the point I also wanted to bring up um, in the um, you mentioned like the the products that are like better are obviously more expensive. Have you found that they're also like harder to find? Like, are they less uh, accessible? They're less accessible in stores like your average stores like Walmart or Target. Um, there is better options than there were like five years ago in Walmart and Target. Um, but the one I personally love and will be faithful to um, is like, well, it's actually available on Amazon. So, okay. I mean, if you have Amazon, it's accessible. And then if not, it's on their website. Um, so, yeah, like I think they're getting um, better at being more accessible, maybe not as accessible as Walmart. But I think these type of products will never be in Walmart because Walmart has different values. Right. It comes about price. So there probably will never be that partnership in store. It's true. Yeah, makes sense. When when you were doing um like research, did you use apps like Have you heard of Yucca? I've never. No, I haven't heard of Yucca. Uh, Yucca is like this app that you can use, and you scan like barcodes, and then it tells you like, um, like the risks of like it gives you like a breakdown of like the product. So like, let's say you scan like deodorant, it will tell you like, oh, there's aluminum in this deodorant. This is like a high yeah. risk because of this. Yeah, you can do it for like shampoo, lotion. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, they're they're not a paid partner yet of the podcast, but 
Hopefully, we just, one day. We've just been promoting everybody up in this motherfucker. It's funny because I used that app on my Colgate toothpaste and I was like, no. Oh, the disappointment. <laughs> Damn it. Damn, I want to test it on my deodorant. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, uh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah. So speaking of like scanning stuff and all that, like when I was on your site, so your book's also in Spanish. Yes. How how did you go about doing that? Like, did you write it in English and then translate it, or did you do it vice versa? No, I wrote it in English. Honestly, I feel like I'm I'm when it comes to like formal writing, I feel more comfortable in English because like college and high school. Um, so then I wrote it in English first, and then from there I just translated it, and so I just like reading it, and then like try to, you know, change the words. So yeah, it was, took a while, blood, sweat, and tears into these books. <laughs> Nice. you yeah. translated it just like on your own yeah yeah That's i awesome. used um proofreader uh mom and dad <laughs> but <laughs> it was like, like accents and stuff like that like i honestly am not so good at like making sure where the accents are and stuff like that um but everything else yeah which is directly translation which is a good exercise because i haven't i've only ever like informally written in spanish i've never formally written so it was challenging because it was different yeah the accents and stuff yeah like more formal language so yeah nice dude that's you awesome have own, you have your own website that's freaking awesome yeah that was a bitch to build <laughs> <laughs> and money.com like yeah can we talk about that too i think that's so first off like you have a really like awesome unique name and um it's like after a flower right it means like a flower right is that what it is yeah it means flower in the language the dialect language Otomi. it's like indigenous mexican that's awesome um yeah so it's andoeni.com like yeah that is like <laughs> the <Google. closest. laughs> i had to hop on it before someone tried to steal it <laughs> um it was fun yeah, yeah so i guess like, like what's next for this journey of like menstrual health like I know you mentioned like workshops. Um, yeah. I'm assuming like through TikTok, you've built like a community or found a community. Um, how's that looking for you these days? Yeah, I'm, I mean, man, TikTok is such a roller coaster, honestly, because I mean, since we last spoke, I think when we last spoke, I was like barely starting on TikTok. Um, and I don't even remember, I had like probably less than, less than a thousand followers, 2000 followers at the time um now I'm at, now I'm at uh 22 22,000 so I was pretty proud it was like a little six month uh what's it called milestone mm -hmm. um but TikTok is a fucking roller coaster so it's like ups and downs like you get that high of like whoa people are finding you and then somehow your views just get like low and then you hit like a little plateau but then you go up again you know so it's like crazy but I'm building slowly community like Pretty much, honestly, like I, I weirdly enough learned a lot about life through TikTok. So um, thanks, TikTok. And um, yeah, you I mean, you gotta do like a TikTok menstrual dance. Like, do you know the TikTok dances <laughs> or like what go viral? For <laughs> real, that's like. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, as of now, I'm just gonna continue building on there and I'm slowly starting to see the fruits of my labor. 
Um, I got my first like brand deal, which I'm super excited to like execute from here to March. Um, I was able to actually get like into kind of like consulting for like a startup of Mr. Halt. So I kind of did like um, consumer analysis for them, which was super fun um, for like five days. I just like analyze their results from a product testing and I just build a presentation telling them like what was the results recommendations what what should they investigate further so it was so cool to put like my background work and career into what I'm passionate about so it was like a complete intersection moment and it was really awesome and then I feel like niche like anything niche things that aren't super talked about always have a place like there's a community for anything yeah that you really tapped into something that you really care about and clearly there's people who care about it as well like i'm looking at your tiktok TikTok right now pretty easy to find just (laughs) andoetti and yeah you have like over twenty thousand followers over three hundred thousand likes one of your videos had like twenty two thousand views like that's yeah insane yeah that's not true this is something we should be talking about i don't know what is (laughs) yeah i mean i was reading a lot about like what market projections are gonna be and dude like hormonal health is like we're at the beginning of the boom you know and femtech is just like growing so much and it was actually post-covid really accelerated all the interest in health but specifically hormonal health and then like the menopause market is so unexplored and there's like a billion dollar potential of revenue you know when it comes to creating some solution to help women with more personalized care. Um, So it's just like super interesting to be in like the beginning of that. And I'm super excited to see like what it's gonna turn into in the future. And I feel like I'm comparing it to like plant-based milk. Like when we were first seeing it, there was like a few in the store, but then now there's like a whole section of plant-based milk. And I think it's gonna be the same thing when it comes to menstrual, hormonal, femtech health and stuff like that. It's gonna be- yeah that's that's awesome and i'm like getting pretty stoked here like (laughs) that that's so cool like yeah i I, like you said you're seeing the fruits of your labor and you definitely are like daniel her billion dollar market why are we not talking about menstruation yeah dude for real (laughs) like anything platform based too like i don't know i can rant about this for days but it, yeah, <laughs> Daniel's like covering. Uh, I'm sorry, dude. Like Rob brings it out of me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm serious. Like I, I was trying to get to the point of like I'm really stoked for you because you've been grinding at this for a while. This is something you've always like had that fuel to learn more about, and it's so awesome seeing you like finally or not finally, but like seeing you continue to contribute to the growth of this like yeah yeah, it's the early stages but like all those metrics or all those stats that rob just like um said right now with your tiktok that's so cool because like you're now like probably breaking into people's like um little worlds now and they're like oh i didn't even know this was a topic you know i know you did that for me um but yeah just congrats dude like yeah you deserve all your flowers and i hope you're getting them um, yeah I mean today was a was one of those days too I actually came to Mexico City for a product launch of one of the biggest brands in Mexico for for pads like period care it's like um and I got invited a few 
like two months ago. And I was like, fuck it, I'm going. Definitely. <laughs> and, and I came and it was so interesting. It was really interesting to be in that world a little bit because there was like, like obviously like more established like influencers there, but it's, it's like, oh shit, like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was really cool. Really cool to see like, you know, the innovations that are coming out when it comes to menstrual care and stuff. So yeah. That's awesome. So how long are you going to be there for? Or you- um i'll be here until monday so not so long just the weekend okay that's awesome yeah. were you uh was it back to those like awkward networking days were you trying to oh network and like hi i'm ando Lenny. dude it was worse than that it was worse <laughs> honestly <laughs> i felt so like i think for the first 15 minutes i was just standing there by myself like looking around and um, I tried to make conversation with the like, group of girls and they were just kind of like cold. And then once they left, I ended up kind of making eye contact with someone and we were both kind of just like uncomfortable. So we ended up bonding over that. And she was there. She's like a more like sustainability content creator. And we ended up just like meeting, having a good time. She, she introduced me with like, uh, like three other people that are also in like eco and sustainability. So yeah, like towards the end, like, you know, like fish in the water. It was really cool to learn with other people too and question the brand too. Like to question how how sustainable are they really, you know, because this is like a multi-million dollar brand. So you can't really, it's hard for them to really fully go 100%, you know, but they made a huge step. And they're one of the first big corporations that really made a change in pollution when it comes to pets. So please tell me they got some women on there as well. Like on the board yeah 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 the, i think the marketing director is is a woman mm-hmm. cool damn it's weird when you have like guys in these like female brands as like the ceo or something you know it's like dude it happens it's the it's reality common. right now it's, it's super yeah. common it's like yeah. that's how you know it's like super just about the profit you know mm-hmm dude mm-hmm. seriously it's like two guys inviting their friend to come on their podcast to talk about it <laughs> <laughs> i kid <laughs> but um dude that's awesome though mexico city like these doors are opening meeting all these people building these bridges that's yeah. insane yeah um, yeah uh you, so you uh, have you been traveling a lot too Honestly, for the past um, like five, six months, I've been mainly in San Diego. Um, I went to like San Miguel for a new year, but that's pretty much it, really. I needed to stay put for a second because I need to get my routine a little bit in there, get back to the gym a little bit because traveling is amazing, but man, it is it's not for the week. <laughs> how long, I, we probably should have asked you this earlier too, but like how long did it take you to write this book? it took a long time yeah well i mean depends what what is a long time well i started with the idea in may of last year um so i stopped working in march and then all of april i was like what am i gonna do with my life and then may i was like well might as well like um as i'm trying to look for a job might as well just like try to go into my passion a little bit and then that's when i started thinking like oh it'd be cool to write like an ebook and stuff like that so i took like an ebook course like a writing course um and like more like digital products and then i i released it in november 
So between May and November. Nice. Yeah, early November. So I think I officially finished it like in October. But I was going back and forth, reading, finding minor mistakes and all these things. And then I was really going back and forth on the price. And I got a lot of like, um, not hate, but uh, what's it called? Like pushback, pushback, pushback on the price on when when one of my videos went viral. And I it was hard because like, you know, people were like hating on it, but people don't really know what goes behind like you know, I see it more as like a research paper than a book. And I'm one person, I'm paying, you know, website fees. It was my time as well. So I, I was, I had a coach before and she was saying like, don't be afraid to charge for your time and your stress as well. You know, you're a small business person. You're not a corporation that's going to be charging cheap. So I just had to kind of like stand my ground and be like, well, whoever is like, people are going to pay if they want to. And if, people don't want to then they're not in my in my consumer target you know mm-hmm. so it was strange because you want to be accessible but you also got to pay your bills so it's like everybody wishes everybody just wishes everything was free to be honest like, yeah you know, people you tell people a price and they're always like oh god you know? yeah I, well, yeah I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry too much about that or don't don't read into that too much because yeah yeah, yeah. The, the cost is what it is and yeah you definitely just gotta stick to it Mm-hmm. dude mm-hmm. Even, even when it's free we complain you're selling our data what oh like, my god that's not cool at all you know for um, real. we want to get paid to consume your product exactly, um, exactly. but no yeah I, I agree with rob know your value um you know the blood set and tears that you put into this project and yeah dude what did uh van, not van gogh um what's his name that artist he did not. Dan did not just say you put your blood, sweat, and tears in this. Is that a pun? <laughs> oh. yeah, yeah, you're so, this guy. I can't believe you. Oh my god. You right though. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Dan's like on that note. Yeah, and it doesn't get better than that. All right, thank you. I know any. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think it was Warhol. Warhol said like. Um, like with art like we can get away with you whatever you let us get away with you know and it's like the same with that you know like you put your value on it you know the time and all that so you dictate that price and nice dude andoany.com by the for real yeah i'm glad you're charging so yeah hit us hit us with your socials and any so we can have everybody follow you so i know it's andoany on tiktok andoany.com what else what else we got yeah. Oh, well, on TikTok, well, yeah, that's not just Andoeni. It's point, oh no, period Andoeni. Yeah. Website is com, and then Instagram. Dude, my Instagram is cringe though. Like I find it so hard to like make content on Instagram because I feel like it's like everybody that I know. So it's like, what does this bitch just keep on posting about pads and periods all day? You know, like it's, it's, uh, I'm struggling on that end, but I know I have Everybody to. Everybody has that aspiring rapper friend on, on Instagram. You know? For real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just like, I'll just like, you know, I'm shaking as I press the post button. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, we, we keep it just TikTok and edwany.com. Uh, I, I think those are good. Yeah. Good plugs. And then, yeah. Ideally, in the future, I'm trying to do something more on YouTube, but man, it is a lot of work, honestly. So yeah. we'll see. 
For sure. Well, awesome. Anyway, thank you so much for coming on again. We're going to put the socials and everything on. Thank you guys. Same. Everybody will be able to follow. And uh, yeah, this is great. And we're going to have you on again at some point. So (laughs) it's like the Billie Eilish interviews. (laughs) You know, it's like every year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're going to get you on for the next book. For sure. We'll see. Or whatever next comes out. Stay tuned. (laughs) (laughs) All right, awesome. Well, that was another episode. Thanks. Peace. Peace.